0: Welcome to the party, pals. I'm Phil Gawthorn, action movie screenwriter.
1: And I'm Liam Billingham, movie podcaster.
0: And Together, we host Die Hard on a Blank, a podcast from Sugar23 that explores the influence of Die Hard on action cinema. In each episode, we'll talk about one major action movie that was released after Die Hard. Now, some of these movies take
1: place on a bus. On a boat. Or even a
0: roadhouse. Uh, sure. The point is, these are action movies that couldn't exist without Die Hard, and its DNA is everywhere.
1: Die Hard on a Blank is a celebration of action movies, and a deep dive into the ways that Die Hard shaped the action genre.
0: So if you're a casual fan or an action movie Die Hard... Ooh, very nice. ...then Die Hard on a Blank is for you! Yes, you, personally!
1: Our first two episodes, which are all about the original 1988 masterpiece, Die Hard, dropped December 21st, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie, wherever you get your podcasts. Phil, do the line.
0: Now we have a podcast. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho.
1: I'm Liam Billings. I'm not going to... Sing. William Billinghead. I'm
0: just gonna say that I'm George Gobbles
1: And this is Ouvra Buster.
0: Recap. Recap.
1: Hi everybody. Um George, we did it. We completed season two of Ouvra Busters.
0: We did. Or did it complete us, Liam? Who can really tell nowadays? <laughs> Who can really tell? Um, it's a tops inter- topsy-turvy world.
1: You know, I gotta say,
0: like, we're quite a curveball to do an actor for season two. But it was pretty fun. Yeah. Curveball. Yeah. Um, That's so, what people on the internets were saying. All those tweets like, whoa, you guys are doing an actor? I was like, better fucking believe we So doing many people. 10,000 tweets yeah.
1: right at us like <laughs> that. Um, so obviously season two is Philip Seymour Hoffman, GOAT. Um, we covered about I say we covered about 15 films. This Um, was a very long season. It wasn't that long. I, was it longer than Some side than our, episodes. Was it we longer like 20 than 20-something
0: episodes. We did a couple of side episodes. Did we do a... Yeah, I
1: guess it was a little longer you than... You
0: did can... that side episode with, um, on Arthur. I, oh, on great. Arthur, which on was a Twister. good episode.
1: Twister. On Twister. Yeah. We did a side episode on... Um,
0: Charlie Wilson's War. Charlie Wilson's Where War, which Solo, you did, which was really good. Which is our most popular and our, episode. And I, think, I think it was our best episode as well. I think our most well. popular
1: episode is the one that we did with Annie Malamet. Actually, you know what? Oh, we did an episode with Annie. Yeah, that's right. you did. Our biggest episode is our doubt episode. Like, by a long margin. Yeah yeah, with uh, Caitlin right now. Yeah. Mayberg, let me list the films that we covered in the past. Um So on April twenty ninth,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna put this down. I posted
1: just, this is amazing. I posted the list of the films that we talked about. That we were gonna talk about.
0: Finish building this. Ikea can I furniture? read it, Can I read it to you? Yeah, yeah. Because it'll be take about a, an hour. Or half. <laughs> the Big
1: Lebowski, Happiness, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Love, Lisa, Red Dragon, Along Came Polly, Twenty Fifth Hour, Capote, MI Three. Syn, syn, synecdokee key New York doubt Synecdoche New York the key motion to doubt land. jack it's goes an his face the master a most wanted man I remember when we did our draft episode I was furious at you for picking a bunch of bullshit movies no I like think that was you mission impossible 3 the well not the master anymore i can't really uh red dragon i thought red dragon remember was what you we, remember what, no it? you was you 100 you, mm-hmm. it was like your second pick it's so gr- fuck don't you that's fucking agree don't to you disagree? don't you go slight me
0: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna sign into our account and make sure i delete that draft episode
1: <laughs> that sounds like a good idea please delete it um it's kind of been a journey
0: it has do you feel I've like a you're... long journey and we've learned so this much the the about end. ourselves my that was a previous episode which we just recorded 15 minutes end. ago. <laughs> um, do you do
1: you do you feel like you have a different uh, uh, appreciation? I feel like when we did our John Cassavetes episode, um, well, Cassavetes,
0: I hadn't seen any of those films, yeah, so it, it sort of changed your and, yeah, it kind of blew your mind, right? And this, I'd, I'd seen um, not I'm not most of them by any means, but I'd seen a handful of them. Um, so what we're gonna do today is just talk about some of our, some of the ones that stood out to us
1: in certain ways. But do re- you feel like your appreciation of him has changed?
0: Uh, I mean, I think again, it's it's something. There's something rewarding about being able to like work through an entire body of work like this. Or
1: well, actually, nowhere near an entire body. of Yeah, work, and but I, but I think a, what's uh, also
0: interesting is in terms of like an actor rather than a director is where. Clearly, there's always, like with a director, there tends to be, let's say, an aesthetic vision that seems to replicate itself, like in certain ways, like over and over and over again. And I don't mean that obviously in a dismissive or... Um, bad way, but it's interesting to watch an actor inhabit all of these different roles, all play all these different people, yeah, and be guided by all of these different directors. And I think we spent a, a, some Deformer, a former protean.
1: Sorry, yes. Yeah, I think we spent a good amount of time, sort of like referencing previous performances that we saw in some of these performances. But I think if we were to boil this thing down to our sort of like the, our binary idea of beta. Beta Phil Alpha Phil and uh, Annie Rose Malamet, who we did our episode on like sort of the homoerotic or the queer roles of Philip Sumer a while back, which uh, I thought was really great. And I'm going to be on Annie's podcast, which few.
0: is give her a good plug. Girls Guts Jallow. I just released a great first, episode on Salo. I'm like tell
1: you, I'm going to be the first uh, straight white male on the show, <laughs> which is like pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be talking about Antichrist.
0: Nice, that's a good one. It's I'll, one of my I'll favorite look films. To to I it. love that film. Actually, I don't know. Can I, if I call that in film. and disagree with you? No, we,
1: we probably agree. Yeah. Um,
0: You're not recording live, though, right?
1: I we we actually can be.
0: Um, <laughs> <You> imagine, <coughs> amazing! Like, oh wait, we're getting a first. Oh my god! Call we're ever.
1: Call. <laughs> George is calling me. Um, so I think we should talk about our favorite alpha fill roles, our favorite beta beta fill roles, and I think we should talk about our favorite performance. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's start with beta fill. Ooh, yeah, the small um, fill. I'm going to go with something that's, that we didn't talk about.
0: Uh-oh. Here I'm going to go with
1: uh Philip Seymour Hoffman's role as Phil Parma in, in Magnolia. In Magnolia.
0: Um where he plays the caretaker. Caretaker
1: of, of, to Jason Robards is uh, uh uh um to, to Jason Robards' character whose name escapes me. His crazy patriarch, yeah.
0: Um also um uh, uh rip to a real one. What? Jason Robards is dead, right? Yeah, he uh, passed away
1: very soon after Magnolia. Um I really like that performance. This, I think that's really great, but I actually should pick a, a beta role from our list. And I think the beta role that I'm going to go with has to be. um I'm
0: just making some think, good podcasting. Oh,
1: man, this is hard. <laughs> silence <laughs> is really effective. Um, Synodoki, New York. Oh. I find it to be is, a very moving performance. I think that that movie is beguiling. Oh, um, beguiling. Well, I just think it's you interesting have beguiled that, me with your
0: use of beguiling.
1: I think it's interesting that we talked about that film. In the, so there's a lot of recaps of the decade coming out now. And a lot of people's number one or number three or number five of the decade is The Master. Mm-hmm. And they're all talking about how beguiling... The master is, and certainly I think it's beguiling. But it's like it's it's beguiling from like a. Are
0: you trying to get into the like Gasberg world of records for using beguiling the most time in a podcast? It's
1: so um, it's so uh, meticulously that way. Whereas Synodoki, New York, is such a weird, strange vision uh, could only be made by one person. I think Shahir Dowd did a wonderful job of sort of talking about that in our episode, and I think that it sort of encapsulates. What I think is interesting about it as a beta thing is that this is like an artist who exists in the world who like can't separate himself from his art and sort of like his worst qualities and best qualities come through in his, in his art. And I think that that's interesting.
0: I think what's interesting also about that is you can make an argument that that character is also a version of Alpha Phil in like sheep's clothing. But yes, totally.
1: And I think he did a really nice. I think that there's a there's a quality of Phil Hoffman as an actor, certainly not necessarily as a person, of being like the nice guy.
0: Yeah, without question. My favorite beta, Phil role. Yes, I was gonna go with Boogie Nights, but I'm not because that's easy. It's going go with Brandt from The wow. Big Lebowski. Holy shit! Calling it back to our, first, to our very first our very first episode. Um, there's just something so fucking like. Sniveling Waddled and Ray- pathetic and Reagan esque.
1: <laughs> well, Reagan wasn't a beta male, but I get your point
0: <laughs> about that character. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wasn't, but I mean, in the sense of like all the like these sycophants who just like these mediocrities right. who kind of ride on this coattail of like white, like bougie, mm-hmm. um, like class kind of power. Um, yeah. And I just love how like that character like inhabits all of like the worst of these like really yes. pathetic. Um yeah, like republicans who are in power. Like this is like a Scott Walker kind of character. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um yeah, just like people who just like love to lick uh the boots. boot hit, the boot hit, yeah, boots of the powerful. Uh what would be your alpha male choice? It's going to be an easy one for me. The master. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be the master. I fucking love him. He's and the incredible. In that He's incredible. Movie. In that. And but I again, would
1: argue that that's not necessarily an alpha male performance. I think it's an alpha correct. beta.
0: And I think um again what's interesting about that film to me is how In all of his, let's say, um, again, in all of his, like, supposed power and this kind of, like, powerful exterior that it has and his beguiling way he conducts himself. Stepping on your lines. There is something so emotionally fragile about that character that I love. So, like, on one hand, as you said, like, it's both, right? On the one hand, he comes across as really powerful, demanding, controlling. And Mm -hmm. on the other hand, especially, like, with his relationship (laughs) with uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character. Joaquin the emotional resonance and the fragility comes through. in like such a beautiful way. And I love also how like there are moments in that film where Amy Adams is clearly the one that's in charge of him. Or She's the master. And I think, yeah, he just does a great job like playing both sides. I think that's
1: pretty good. Um, my, oh, I know it's good. Al- <laughs> okay. Oh, well, you not have to be a dick about it. Um, <coughs> my alpha performance uh, in only if, 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 if only to be sort of varied in my response, because in some ways I think you're onto something. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'm going to go with Mission Impossible 3. Mm. Um, It's a good one. Phil Hoffman is traditionally the best thing about any film that he's in. That movie has grown sort of in my estimation over time. Um, But he's just almost one-dimensionally terrifying in that movie. Um, He's a psycho. But he's still a very real person and you know in our episode on that film jose rodriguez made a point that like when he's about to shoot julia uh bridget Moynihan, he has a tear in his eye he's sort of upset about it uh-huh. and i thought that, that was like really interesting but i think that like phil hoffman was able to convey damage to a psyche in in very precise ways and i think that that's a good example of that so i think that that would be my choice for alpha male
0: performance um how about favorite performance favorite performance so i'm gonna obviously can't say the master again and i won't you can if you want to no i won't i will say it's between the one in doubt believe it or mm-hmm. not wow and capote why why those two i i mean i think the capote one is the easier one to answer at least the one that's i think more it's expected kind of, yeah sort of yeah just because again he inhabits this other person's life and body and mind right. in such a convincing sort of way. So um, it's
1: actually we we may have undersold how incredible yeah, that. Yeah, it's he like you're watching a fucking also, documentary. It's so movie. good.
0: But what I love about Doubt is how, um, again, there's such incredible nuance to that character. Yes. So, and one moment, like at one moment, you're like, this guy's totally fucking evil. He definitely fucking like molested right. his child. And at the other moment, you're like, oh, wait, which obviously is, is the point of the film. Is he so convincing as somebody who's completely innocent and being completely and utterly railroaded?
1: Yeah, it's really amazing in that sense. Like he's, you don't know what to think about that guy. Totally, yeah. Except
0: that he's a priest, so yeah. he's probably a dirtbag. And again, the in my uh, reading of that film, the just the enigmatic nature of, in fact, like what happened, what didn't happen. Um, I still have my doubts. Oh, I have my uh, doubts. Liam. And the way in which he totally convinces us that, cause even if you buy it that like he is, a, he is evil, just the way in which he sells himself as not being evil. Right. Is so good.
1: Um, I have a two way tie Uh-oh. for my favorite performance. Along Came Polly, <laughs> and a, a Most Wanted Man. Make it rain, because I think Along Came Polly came out in two thousand four. A Most Wanted Man came out in twenty fourteen. Between those two movies, he pl- he was in Capote. He was in Capote. He played Capote a year after he was in Along Came Polly, <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Sinodoki, New York, Doubt. Jack was boating the master. Um, and I just think that like, along came Polly sort of feels to me like the last sort of like Phil Hoffman existing in anonymity where he can be a character actor and disappear and do this kind of like goofy, confident sidekick and then become the stuff of legend, which quite frankly, I think he is by the time Mm -hmm. a most wanted man comes up. It's just the fact that he unfortunately passed away, but like, (laughs) <laughs> to think about the fact that there's an actor who can be like mega rain yeah. and 10 years later play um, a to. conservative spy who has like the right values and like can communicate his regrets and tragedy and lack of space in the world uh, and the way that this character is able to is just like, I don't know. I feel like we, we spent a lot of this season being like, wow, phil hoffman is the greatest ever but like phil hoffman is the fucking greatest ever <laughs> um and i think that that's just i think that those two represent a sort of di- dialectical i have to stop saying this i think that they represent a, a nice a, oh no, <laughs> they represent a nice like um counterpoint to one another
0: well i was gonna say do you think there's any chance that sandy at some point after the events of Along game poly moved to germany became a german and spy. became a german spy? Or maybe he was a German spy in to begin it. with, and the um, Sandy and the child actor thing was a totally cover. Shit,
1: life changing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, man, Phil fucking Hoffman. It's great. Phil it's good fi- stuff. Phil fucking Seymour Phil Hoffman. Fucking Hoffman. Um, I, I would like to 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 say thank you to every guest that we had on the season. Um, I don't think I think at a certain point when we were doing the show, we sort of uh realized that like every episode was gonna have a guest. And like that kinda happened naturally. Yeah, the last yeah. few have it was not. That's amazing. But, um we should we should thank those people. Uh Adam Chartoff, who uh All on film our Max uh, Radio. Jack Jacko's Boating, Film Max Radio, check it out. Caitlin May Burke Doubt, who produced a film called Feast of the Epiphany that's playing at Museum of the Moving Image nice. this weekend. Um heard out of the only the only podcast about Little movies. movies. Fucking lie. <laughs>
0: I was also recently on right. it. Check out an episode on the Lighthouse. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, Michael Rangelli. Annie Rose Malamet. Jose Rodriguez.
0: Of, we said Girls Got Giallo.
1: Annie Rose Malamet of Girls Got Giallo. Uh, Jose Rodriguez. Michael Rangelli. Michael Carroll. Mark Pagan. Doesn't that feel like Mark forever ago? Yeah. Of? Other Men Need Help. Cal no. um, Karpinski. Cal Karpinski. Cal fucking Karpinski. What a, what a joy goat uh we love you kel kel you're the best, you're the best. um i love Cal. uh it was a great season and p- our friend paul molinari Mal- oh of my goodness
0: s-i-n-y represent
1: so the problem with that is that he's not in the notes that i was looking at well so, yeah i think he paul also Malinari. said like
0: please don't ever refer to me as paul who appeared on red dragon i was like all right that's fine i don't want anybody to know that um <laughs> yeah you're all wonderful you're all the
1: best thank you all um, and thanks for a great season. And uh, we'll be back at you season three. No, no, no,
0: Oh, I thought that was it. Wasn't Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Should you know? we do it again? <laughs> no, this, I think they know what is, it is. This is a
1: song Charles Manson stole from the Beatles. <laughs> do it with the accent, though? This is a song Charles Manson stole from the Beatles. There you go. We're stealing it back.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Bono. When up. I
1: get to the bottom. Okay. Uh, I'm Liam Billingham. I'm just for This was Uber Buses. Bye.